0: this episode, we're going to look at the information that we have. How do we take what we've collected after we've assessed and analyzed it, turn it into an actual assessment of that information, and then report it. So we're going to talk about a real simple way for you to make an assessment and intelligence report. For many of you that have had difficulty or having a hard time on assessing and analyzing information, and even if you do, you don't know what to do with it, you may be able to also use this process to work backwards, where you can take this very simple three-step format Look at a piece of information and fill in the blanks, and you'll actually find yourself automatically doing correct vetting and analysis of the information. What's great about this process is it's not only simple, anybody can use it. We'll avoid the chaos and confusion of trying to use existing reporting formats we don't understand. We won't be putting too much information in there. We'll actually be able to logically challenge our own biases and make sure we're reporting facts and not the truths that we want to tell. So, Intel Assessments and Intel Reporting. How do we do it? What's a simple process where I can share information better? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Grayman Hiding in Plain Sight. So, as my regular listeners have already noticed, I sound different and probably don't sound that great. Having a little technical issues here with a piece of equipment that's damaged I have to send back to the manufacturer. Hopefully, I have that corrected in a few days so we have to go back to the original method from my first few podcasts i apologize for that but hey we still get the information so this is by request i've gotten more into exploring some things about the intelligence community or intelligence collection methods recently especially starting with the podcast and the last one about setting up networks as information that's been requested within several communities i did get the feedback from several people in the last podcast i appreciate that i have your questions There will be a follow-on podcast. It's more of a phase two, the next steps you can take in setting up that network. This episode is also by request, some of the same communities. So for all of you on Amcom that are listening to this, this is for you, as some people have actually asked me to do this and give me feedback on the other episodes. So what we're looking at here is how we report the intel. I'm going to start by giving you a little background. It's somewhat trivia, but it may be helpful to understand why I think and I really believe You shouldn't be using any of these formats. They're typically used in the military, let alone anywhere else, mainly because they're widely misunderstood, even by people in the military. I'll give you a simple example, and this will help you understand it a little bit. When I started out in the military, I was in the infantry, and when we would go train, especially overnight, we'd do a sensitive items check or sensitive items report verbally several times a day, at least at a minimum. It'd be in the morning, in the evening, and then after a mission. Sensitive items were typically meant to be Serial numbered items we signed for to train with So at that time, when my sensitive items were being checked They were checking my M4, my optic that was on there My laser, and also my night vision goggles And so what I learned to do was They would ask if we were up Meaning, was everything good? And we would say up And that's what a lot of guys did Well, my squad did, and most of my platoon Because they were all Rangers And we were always learning and being educated all the time, we just didn't spend a lot of time hanging out, was they'd actually use the phrase green to green, which I'd asked about because my team leader asked if I was up, I'd say I was good, or he'd actually check my stuff, which he should do. And then he'd tell the squad leader, hey, we're green to green. So green to green became this term. And it was always associated with sensitive items. And then I realized it was associated with other things as well. And they would ask how much water we have, or are you injured? Which are parts of reports like an ACE report, which became the LACE report, which... Just so you're aware, ACE was ammo, casualties, and equipment. L was liquid when they made a lace report. But a lot of times they'd ask like, hey, do you have your loadout plan done for your vehicle? Yeah, we're green to green. And that was just accepted. And a lot of these guys, I just, they taught me so much stuff. I just assumed, I guess I just assumed or naturally adopted that that was okay. Like that's what the phrase was. A lot of these guys were tabbed Rangers, some from Ranger battalions. Some guys were RIs, Ranger Instructors. A lot of these guys were really squared away. I don't care to admit how long it took me to learn, but it was some years later about the reporting systems beyond just reports I'd heard of that there's actually a color coding reporting system. Most people in the military don't know. So for example, the system of white reports are all on nuclear or biological chemical stuff. The red reports all have to do with personnel. Most people know of a per stat or personnel status. And then there's blue reports and green reports and all these other ones I come to learn On the list of green reports, the number two report, known as the green two, was called the sensitive items report. And we always reported our status as green when we were good. There was also amber or red. So when it came to sensitive items, if you were amber, it needed to be a good story like, hey, this guy went to take a shower. We know he's on his way back, so I'm green to amber until I check his stuff. That would be probably acceptable. If you were green to red, that meant something was missing and you were going to play hands across the desert or walk through the jungle arm-in-arm, and I have a wonderful story, I'll tell you about that sometimes later, involving a field of human waste that is quite disturbing, yet hilarious to me. So come to find out, there's all these reports, and a lot of reports are far more lengthy or in-depth than people realize, some are oversimplified, like a SITREP or Situation Report is actually a reporting format that almost nobody ever uses, even in the military. They just use the term SITREP all the time. So there's all these different reports that mean different things. They're not all Intel reports. The majority of them are not. Some of them are meant for past events, some for ongoing events, very few for future events. So when I saw this and people were having confusion about it, the number one thing I saw was there was way too much stuff being put in there that wasn't contributing factor to what the report was supposed to be. And that's common. I saw that in the military. So I thought about what's a better format. So I started looking at formats, how to adjust the formats and realized they were just going to be too complex. We needed something simple and easy. And I thought about the recent podcast and the questions I've been asked for some upcoming shows. And I was thinking, I need to make this a way that's very simple. So I started looking at civilian agencies and intel agency stuff I've done and used. And I mean like government agencies, but also actual civilian intelligence agencies and what they use. And found a specific, what we would call a format that I've used before. Now, before we get into it, I want to tell you what I like about this format. One is it's only three spaces. The other thing is it's short and to the point. It helps you identify simply facts and stop looking for things that we would call truth. It's easily done to make an assessment and to give the information to back that up. It's also helpful for people that know nothing else but just want to look at the information they have, and it kind of helps you steer towards vetting it, assessing it properly, and avoiding unnecessary things. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Now, the three parts of this are really easy. The first part is called what happened, the second part is called why it matters, and the third part is called background, and I'm going to explain these to you very simply. What happened does indicate that it is a past event, but that does not preclude you from discussing future events. Intel reports are done on past events and ongoing events. They're not really done on future events, but that discussion happens in an assessment. So we have a format with an assessment, and it can very easily talk about future events but we're sticking to facts. What happened is a simple summary. Who, what, and where is about all that's covered. Typically, this can very easily for most people be done in one sentence. On rare occasions, it'll reach two sentences. These are the known unquestionable facts of something that has happened. And that's what the reader sees to get them to decide, do I want to read further? The why it matters is also in the intel world what we call the so what. Somebody says something. They might just say, hey, Bob the terrorist is probably in this town. And Somebody will look at him and say, so what? Why does that matter? Why is it important? This is the actual assessment portion of this report. This is where we put why this is important enough for us to discuss. Now, to make this easy, one thing you do in this section is avoid adjectives as much as you can. The more you avoid the use of adjectives in your writing the easier it'll be not to make huge leaps, not to throw out theories or philosophies or beliefs. We're only looking at why this is really important. The other thing is we talk about future events in here and we talk about what could happen. You can't really say much more than that because if you start saying this will happen or I believe this to be true because of whatever, you're no longer reporting Intel. You're making your own philosophy out of it. Intel... Is reported to give people the ability to make decisions you don't want to make the decisions for them let them make their own assessment of your assessment so we're telling them here's why this is important and here's what could happen the next section is called background the background is supporting information that are also known facts that contribute to the first paragraph so we have the here's what happened as our first paragraph which only a sentence this happened The background is additional supporting information to the what happened as well as the why it matters. So it's the supporting information to the first part, what happened, and it's the supporting information to your assessment on what could happen. And this is a very simple process. Now, to make this easy, I'm going to actually read you a very real one that's on another country. I'll see which one I got pulled up here. Then I'm going to take this idea and tell you how to do it with a current event in this country that some people are interested in. So in this first one, now you can title these if you want to. I tend not to title them, but some people do. So this one is about Turkey and France and legal action about a cartoon that was written. So in this one, in the What Happened, the Turkish government has threatened to take legal and diplomatic steps against the French satirical paper Charlie Hebdo for publishing a caricature of Turkish President Erdogan Reuters reported October 28th, simple facts, the who is the Turkish government and the who is also the satirical writer. And the what is that he published this caricature and they're threatening to take legal and diplomatic steps. Very simple. We're not going any farther beyond that. The why it matters this move comes after Erdogan insulted French President Emmanuel Macron and called for a boycott of French goods in response to France's reaction to the killing of a Paris teacher. Once Ankara runs out of diplomatic and legal options to retaliate, there's a risk of Turkish grassroots cyber attacks against Charles Hebdo and other French organizations. I see they didn't use the word could there, they used there's a chance, but it's the same idea. So why does this matter? It matters because there's a previous insult, called for a boycott, in reaction to the killing of a teacher, when they run out of options to retaliate, there is a risk or a chance of a grassroots cyber attack. And then on the background is where we get our very specific facts to support both of these previous paragraphs. On October 18th, a primary school teacher in Paris was beheaded after showing his class cartoons, the Prophet Muhammad. Charlie Hebdo office in Paris was attacked for publishing the same cartoons in 2015. Now this is to give you a general overview. I realize that for some of you this may not make sense, especially if you don't understand the content. So I'm going to translate this into something more current. One of the most common things you see right now are demonstrations and riots. Hell, there's a riot happening right now as I record this. And there's violence. It's widespread. Now part of this has to do with the elections. It has to do with other things too, but we're going into the elections. There's been concern about this happening no matter what the result of the elections are. So what we're going to talk about in this example is the website, which I don't have it pulled up because it doesn't matter for the example, but there is a website out there, many of you have seen it, where they're organizing demonstrations in numerous cities across the country starting on election day or election night. These are happening regardless of the outcome of the election. Logic dictates common sense that there will be probably violence, looting, and riots in some of those locations. Dictates not because the sheer volume of them, but because it's been going on for like four months. So let's say you try to look into this. If you were reporting this using this format, how I would do it as I put what happened, I would put the organization or I just say the website published that they are coordinating countrywide demonstrations in, we'll say 37 cities, however many cities it is coordinating countrywide demonstrations in so many cities Across the United States, starting on November third, right. That's all I put. That's the simple facts, and I would stick to the word demonstrations in this example. The reason why is, if you say riots, you're forecasting future events, which is not what this is for. If you say protests, that's not necessarily bad, but so many people now, it seems like our culture, with all this stuff going on, the protest can mean so many things. So that's what I would write. Now, in the why it matters. I would discuss ongoing events and the potentials. So without getting too specific, because we want more specifics in the background, I'd say since the riot started in sometime in June, early June, in the last four months, we've had countrywide demonstrations, many of which have turned into acts of civil disturbance, armed occupation, and violence. A widespread country demonstration scheduled like this will likely have A large number of the populace participate and could turn into violence, looting, and riots in many of these locations across the country. That might be all I'd put in there. That's why it's important. The background could be longer. In the background, I would put specifics. I would say things like starting on June whatever date, we started having widespread riots and looting and demonstrations across the country. X number of cities or these specific cities had occupied zones with armed protesters due to restrictions placed by local governance and some law enforcement agencies, local police were unable to or directed to not intervene, allowing these events to continue. Large demonstrations like this have shown in cities and now could be countrywide that the overwhelming requirement of first responders and law enforcement to these events could leave them unable to respond to other incidents in their locations. So those are that's all the background. And you can even take that last ses- sentence and you could put it in your assessment that due to being overwhelmed, first responders would be unable to respond to other disturbances or calls in their area. So something along these lines. So it's actually very simple. So all we're doing is we're finding something that we want to report. Because the thing is, is, like it's all about sharing the information. It doesn't matter if you follow some fancy report or put a time title in it. It's about sharing the information. Well, people do that all the time. We just repost articles. That's not intelligence. It's just reposting somebody else's stuff. When you do it like this, you're trying to make an assessment and a, not really a conclusion, but you're kind of figuring out, here's what's happened. Here's why it's important and what could happen. And here's what already has happened. So the background is your past, right? The third paragraph, the second paragraph, why it matters is why it's important and the future potential And your first paragraph is what's going on now. It's a simpler way to actually take several versions of a report, put them into one situation, but make them very simple. The other thing about this is it forces you to not put in a bunch of other erroneous or unrelated information. Now that information could be reported, but you just create another one of these. So an example is we could take riots going on right now in any city, what happened? We recently had a shooting that has resulted in a riot in a city tonight. You could say, here's what happened on this date at this time, during an interaction with the police, law enforcement did shoot and kill such and such person. This has resulted in demonstrations that became civil disturbance and rioting. You could say that you could say, why does it matter? And there you could say, well, we've had this many examples of this go on lately. You could go back and mention George Floyd. Well, the other interests. It's caused these events are becoming more and more acceptable for people to use as excuses for widespread disturbance, looting, and violence. Police will be overwhelmed. Police could be overwhelmed in these areas. That's why I keep pushing the could be thing. And this could result in further rioting and demonstrations to other locations across the city. Then in the background, the background is specific to the what happened. So in this one, unlike the first one where we're generally looking at the rioting and violence in a planned widespread demonstration, we're looking at one specific one. So what's specific to that? I would use background information on recent events where law enforcement have engaged with the public, especially when the public was minority that has resulted in the same outcome. That way you're being background to specific to what happened. What's nice about this process is when it feels like going the other direction forward, like I did in episode 10, talking about how to analyze and research and vet intelligence and people. Sometimes for some people, it just feels like too much, and I understand that. So this gives you another way. You're going backwards. You're picking the subject. You're trying to fill this out as you go. And that may help you focus on not getting lost in the weeds or chasing a rabbit down the hole, they say, you know, going off in another direction. And focusing specifically on what you want to look for. So as a reminder, in the first part, simple facts to the point. Here is what happened. Second portion, why does this matter? Okay, that's the why is it important. I just put why why it matters. That's where we're putting the effect this has and the effect it could have. That's the difference. Here's the effect that we know it has. Here's the effect that it could have. This is why it's important. This is why I wrote this document. That's what we're putting in there. Background information specific to the what happened. Here's the background information specific to the what happened that supports my assessment of why it matters. It's very simple. Realistically, one one sentence in almost all cases under what happened. Why it matters? Probably two or three. If you keep it at two or three sentences... You're going to force yourself not to write so much. And it may be difficult in the beginning, but it's going to force you to avoid putting in your own beliefs, your own theories, and your own biases. And we heavily, heavily, heavily try to avoid the use of adjectives because adjectives are what take information like this and turn it into a story and not intelligence. Same thing like with the news. Biggest problem with the news is their unnecessary use of adjectives. So we try not to sound like the news. All kinds of people don't like the news, but when they share something or say something, they sound just like them. So we're trying to avoid that. Background, facts specific to the what happened. Solid facts. This is the past known information. So we're looking for dates, times, names, events. That's what we're trying to stick to. So let's look at another situation, another example using a big event that may have caused you to want to write one of these. What happened? Today, President Trump tested positive for the coronavirus and he was taken to Walter Reed Medical Center. I would keep it that simple. Why does it matter? Then you could go into things like while he currently is completely reported to be functional and is working from that facility. This could lead into things like invoking the 25th Amendment. If he does become unable to perform the duties of his office, the vice president will have to swear in. This could affect not only the outcome of the election, but current campaign scheduling, speeches, as well as participation in the next presidential debate. Simple, logical statements. Background. What do we put in background? Something specific about coronavirus and the president. In the background, you could put in statements about The things he said about the virus, especially when they sound like they're downplayed. Now, granted, that does look like it colors the report. But if you feel that way, then also put in the opposite statement. You could put in things about how Congress and other government places have instituted social distancing as a mass, and they weren't doing that in the White House, if you feel that's important. You could also choose to put in background about other situations with other presidents when these types of things happen. So there's options that are there. If you want to be more complete, you could put in all three. Think about it this way. you probably wouldn't write this up, but you got a kid in school. You get called there because your kid punched somebody else in the face. Okay. What's the first thing we actually say? What happened? Yes, the teacher asked the kid what happened. And the story is, Billy said this to a girl. And was being mean to her and started snapping her bra, you know, because we're 10 or whatever. I know that's wrong. I tried to tell him to stop. He wouldn't list him. So I punched him in the face so he'd leave her alone. A little wordy, but that is what happened. Okay, why does it matter? Well, the real event is him punching him in the face. So the why it matters is what's really going to happen with this. Why does it matter? It's against the rules. We don't endorse that. It'll say that we allow violence. You can also put in there why it matters. Because he's stopping somebody from being sexual assaulted, even though it's two young children, that he's standing up for himself. The outcome of this decision could affect his record, could affect whether or not law enforcement gets involved. Parents could choose to file charges. Like, it gets endless when it comes to children. Background information. Background information could be... What was he taught about how to behave? Was he told to protect girls like this? Did he believe it was okay to step in? You could talk about the other boy. What is his background? Why did he do this? So there's a lot of options there. So you're trying to narrow those down to keep them as simple as possible. Here's the event that happened. Who, what, where is about all you need. One sentence. Why does it matter? Which is the, why is it important? We're talking about the effects of what happened. And what could happen in the future? And it may only be one of those two, but at most, it's those two. And then the background information specific to the what happened. Now, at the end of the day, everybody's going to do whatever they want, but I can tell you right now, in all the different communities I see, including the one I mentioned, I constantly see people wanting to do things. I always say things that seem cool, but they want to do things either the right way or the military way. And they jump into things they don't fully understand. They either oversimplify or overcomplicate, usually overcomplicate. It's the same process as looking at muscle, steroid, whatever magazine and seeing some bodybuilder and like, I want to look like him, so let me see his workout plan. I'm going to work out like that. The workout plan he's doing now, that's not how he got there. Or you want to go be a better shooter, so you go take a class from somebody, maybe even a very reputable, good training person, And all of a sudden you walk away and equate yourself to them, which isn't the case. Or you try to teach people that, but you're actually not really skilled. You're not a teacher. You took a class. So the idea is to keep it simple. What can everybody use? How can we make this easy to consume, easy to understand? How do we avoid all this overcomplicated stuff? And how do we keep it specific to that piece of information? And it's going to be an event, something that happened. Remember, Intel is a process. It's about taking information, evaluating it. The value of it that reaches Intel value is what gets assessed and reported. Reported is in certain types of formats. Don't worry about that. It doesn't even really pertain. It's not applicable. Stick to the assessment of the information. Here's what happened. Here's why it matters. And here's the background on it. This is actually the process we follow when we do Intel briefs. Of all different times, whether it's a changeover brief, formal, informal, group briefs, do it in front of what we call executive level decision makers, like senior officers, senior enlisted. We stand up. We may have a very large assessment document. might just have one slide. And we give a simple brief. And the brief we're really given, which is where I thought about this idea, is we're saying, here's what happened. Here's why it matters, or what we, we would call the so what. And here's the background on it if we get that far. Now, to make this even easier on you, which might see harm in the beginning, when we give these briefs, I make people do them for 60 seconds just so they can feel how long 60 seconds is. Briefs last about 30 to 45 seconds on average. Shouldn't last more than a minute. 20 to 30 is acceptable in some situations, especially when it's just a simple update. So think about what you've written. If you were to stand there and just read that to somebody, It probably should take you about 30 seconds. If you find yourself pushing way over a minute or longer, it's way too long. Probably has too much stuff in there that's not even applicable. Or too many extra words like the adjectives. So hopefully this makes it simple enough that you can apply this process. Look at anything you want. doesn't even have to be a current event. Pick something, look at it and figure out your what happened one sentence. Just the facts, ma'am, nothing else. From there, why does it matter? Not why does it matter to you, just why does it matter? No beliefs, no theories, You know, no prophecies, no ideologies, no adjectives. Why does it matter? What are the effects of it now? What could be the effects of it in the future? And those could be effects need to make sense. How do we make sense of those? The background information will support them. The background information is simple, more detailed facts that are logical to the first two portions of this. We're not cherry picking facts. We're not trying to skew the facts. We're not trying to put too much or too little into the steer of the viewers. We're trying to provide information in a simple, easy to digest format that people can see and make decisions. If you take that first one with a website, you put all these theories and opinions based on your political beliefs, and you say, all hell's going to break loose, which very well could. Anybody who reads that, that's all they're getting is the emotion. That's what we're trying to avoid. We want them to be able to consume this information and make decisions. You want somebody to read that and not agree with you. That's not what you're looking for. You want somebody to read that and go, you know what? We live in this state that's a red state, and the city that's closest to us we go to a lot is actually not that big. It's only about 150,000 people and they haven't really had any demonstrations. but you know what? Maybe when this whole election thing comes down for a few days, we should not go there because there's been places where these guys have popped up and maybe it could get bad. So we just, we'll just not go there just to be safe. You're looking for ways to get people to make decisions based on the information you provide. You're not trying to tell them how to make their decisions. You're not trying to tell them how to think or how to feel. So that's a very simple version of the intelligence process, taking the information, identifying what has happened, why does it matter, going into how it could affect things in the future, if you choose to do that or it pertains, and then specific background to what happened. So what happened, why it matters, here's the background. That's how I suggest you try to do this. So whether anybody does this anywhere, at least for those of you on your own, especially ones who have contacted me and you're trying to learn this stuff, start there, keep it simple. That's why I've always said in these shows, I avoid terminology that's not specific as much as I can, especially military and intelligence terminology, unless it's part of what I need to explain. I knock a lot of things out that don't matter to make it as simple as possible for people to use in their everyday life without making it over complex. Same thing I would do in tactical and weapons training for those who have done it with me. They find out that I teach them a class. It pretty much looks like it does in the manual, but I skipped a lot of things. And once they go through the class, they appreciate I skipped a lot of things because they weren't professional soldiers. They didn't have weeks to go through this. They're looking to get the general idea, continue practicing whatever on their own and get better at it and ask more questions later. So the idea is not to overly complicate or give so much information that what's important gets looked over. That's what I did in training, and that's what this report format can do for you. So even if you don't follow it exactly like I said, take a look at it. Think about it. Do a couple examples for yourself and then look at what you're doing now if you're doing it for any organization. And figure out what adjustments can you make. You know, what is happening that can make this difficult for other people? None of this stuff ever matters if it makes sense to you. It doesn't matter at all. It's not relevant if it makes sense to you. It's can some other person you don't know as an average person read it and understand it. You don't want them to understand what you're saying because it's not about you. It's about the information. So I hope this helps you out. We'll have some more shows coming, including a follow-up to the Intelligence Networks, but that won't be the next one. And we'll have our little technical issues fixed here soon. If you want to contact me with questions, check out the show notes. You can contact me on social media or my email. I will be doing another show again on viewer questions if I had a few of those. Hopefully it'll clear some things up about previous episode. I do like getting the questions. Definitely. If you send me a question that I feel I need to do a whole show on, I'll send you a copy of one of those books. If you don't know what the books are, it's all right. You'll get a free book on either reading emotions, assessing individuals, reading body language, or one that's just a collection of stories and anecdotes from some case officers that have to do with detecting deception. So thank you for listening. We'll be back here again with some more episodes. Oh, and by the way, I may be kind of rebranding, retitling this, which if I do, I'll explain why. But right now, as we call it, thank you for listening to Gray Man Hiding in Plain Sight.